Join me, Ophira Eisenberg, for Ask Me Another Live at the Bell House on March 16th with Anna Klumski from HBO's Veep. Ma'am, you, you can't get too distracted by being president because you're still campaigning to be president. Go to amatickets.org. From NPR and WNYC, live from the Bell House in Brooklyn, New York, this is Ask Me Another. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, your host for this next hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia. And if you still have your Star Wars Lego sets sitting in your bookshelf, then not only am I married to you, but you are going to love our VIP. He's an artist who makes incredible sculptures out of Legos, Nathan Suwea. And let's give it up for our one-man house band, Mr. Jonathan Colton. Hello, Fira. Hello, everybody. Well, it looks like we have our first two contestants. Let's welcome Lincoln Boehm and Brian Fulton. Uh, this game is called Literal TV Guide, and it's a sort of about television. Uh, Lincoln, you worked in TV, right? You were yeah, I, in I Late used, Night? Yeah, and, I, and the short-lived Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien. I used to write premises for monologue jokes for him which basically means that I would come in and scour the news for funny, interesting things, most of which involved people in Florida and <laughs> snakes. Uh, and so that was, that was what I was doing for a little bit. Do I, I don't know if you remember any of the favorite uh, monologue premises there that you wrote. There was one that was somebody in Seattle had figured out a way to infuse vodka with bacon, and it was so intriguing to the writers and everyone on the show, that we actually called them and ordered enough for the office and ended up putting it on the air, and Andy Richter, I think, tasted it, and it was disgusting. Brian, have you ever had bacon-flavored vodka? No, but um, sounds pretty good. You don't don't work in television, but the town that you do work in television is made famous, Scranton. Yes, Scranton, Pennsylvania. Home of Dunder, uh, The Office, Dunder Mifflin. Uh, So do tours roll through there now? Yeah, tours, people stop through town. The big, you know, one of the big spots is in the the mall at Steamtown. They have the sign from the opening credits and people just pose with it. You know, after the city removed it because people were stopping on the highway (laughs) to stop to pose with the sign. So they moved it into the mall now. All right, this is going to be fun, Lincoln, Brian. So television executives, as you can imagine, want us to watch their television shows. So they try to give them titles that are very self-explanatory, like Friends or Girls. But in this game, we're going to give you a dictionary-esque explanation of a television show's title, and you have to identify the show. Let's turn to our puzzle guru, Archung. So if we said... 3,600 seconds or one hour, the show we're looking for would obviously be 60 minutes. Yeah, yeah good. They're, they're on. Sure. <laughs> so ring in when you know the answer. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. <laughs> and the winner of this game is, of course, going to move on to our Ask Me One More Final Round. I can tell you're ready. So here we go. An older male sibling. You can talk it out. Lincoln? Big brother? Yeah, exactly. An aquarium enclosure holding cartel... Nope, that's not going to happen. Hang, a, hang on one second. An aquarium enclosure holding cartel... <laughs> Start a legend. Yes, thank you. An aquarium enclosure holding cartel... No, I can't do it. I can't do it. What is it again? Cartel... Cartel... That's it, the cartel... Thank you. 
That's not what is written here. Anyways, an aquarium enclosure holding cartagelinous fish. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yes. You had so much time to figure that out, Brian. Shark Tank? <laughs> yep. The country where someone was born or grew up. Homeland? Brian is correct. Exactly. The only move in chess that requires two pieces to move at the same time. It's also the name of a piece. In the corner. <laughs> castle? Brian says castle, and he is correct. The cosmological model that approximately 14 billion years ago, the universe rapidly expanded from a very small agglomeration of matter. Brian. Big Bang Theory? Yes! Where they put glasses on good-looking people, and they are magically nerds. (laughs) (laughs) A sudden, violent fall, especially while surfing. Brian. Wipeout. Wipeout, yes. This is your last question. Areas of public land kept in a natural state and activities performed therein for enjoyment. Come on. <laughs> People are mad in the crowd. Give them a chance, everybody. Brian. Parks and Recreation. There you go. Someone in our crowd will talk to both of you later. Come on! That was awesome. How did our contestants do, Art? Brian was our winner. Congratulations, Brian. We'll see you again at our Ask Me One More Final Round at the end of the show. Welcome our next two contestants, Tim Lynch and Lucy Lesser. Now, Lucy, you worked in television as a producer and a director for many, many years. I'm sure you have seen it all. Do you have a uh, top experience or maybe nightmare? I don't know. The first show I ever field produced was about Older Bastard from the Wu-Tang Clan. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I was with him on the day he got out of maximum security jail. Well, he didn't get, he got out of maximum security prison and got sent to a mental hospital. And then six weeks later, we showed up to be with him on the first three months of him being on parole. That's, that's pretty good. I applaud you for that one. Uh, Tim, uh, do you want to talk about the time you hung out with the Wu-Tang Clan? Um, I don't think it's fit for radio consumption. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> High school physics teacher, thank you. Uh, <laughs> You subject your students to at least one, uh, in your words, atrocious pun per day. An atrocious pun every day. As much as possible, Okay, yes. let, I think we need one. Um, I took a beaker, a thousand milliliter beaker, and filled it up, since this is Easter time, with those lavender-colored marshmallow peeps and asked them what it was. And eventually, somebody eventually gets it that it's a purple peep leader. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, it's pretty good. I knew it was going to be good when you started with, I took a thousand milliliter beaker. (laughs) That lives up to the name you've given it. 
Fantastic. Okay, this game is called Fonzie Scheme. Uh, oh, yeah, hey. Tim. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jonathan, sit on it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> see, that comeback is not, not going to work because usually what you need is you need a studio audience to go, ooh, after you say it. Otherwise, it doesn't have any effect. Oh, yeah, okay. So try it again. <laughs> hey, Jonathan. Yeah. Sit on it. Ooh. Yeah, see, now my feelings are hurt. <laughs> uh, anyway, just like me, the Happy Days character, Arthur Fonzarelli, was cool. In fact, he was so cool that he had his own catchphrase, which, as you know, was... Hey. So, so in this game, every answer is a word or phrase that ends in the sound A. And if you want to be as cool as me and the Fonz... <laughs> and you'll answer, you'll answer in this way, A at the end, because you've got to ham it up. So, Art, show them how it's done, if you would. If we said Fonzie never drinks soda and he always brushes his teeth because he wants to prevent what, the answer would be tooth decay. <laughs> you see how cool? You see how cool that sounds? Totally Super cool. cool. All right, are you ready? Although he likes Arnold's drive-in, when he's really hungry, the Fonz goes to this type of all-you-can-eat restaurant. Tim. An all-you-can-eat buffet. That's right. <laughs> It was a bit of a surprise to see that Mrs. Cunningham was reading this steamy novel by E.L. James. Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> That's correct. Oh, Mrs. C. Tropic of Cancer and now this. People, people right now are beginning uh, fan fiction all over the country. I'd read it. <laughs> the Fonz can make jukeboxes play just by hitting them. But he knows not to hit the oven while baking this dish made from egg whites because that could cause it to fall. Tim. Souffle. Yeah, cool. Very cool. It's tough Soufflé to say that correct. and be cool. <laughs> but if he's the Fonz, doesn't he have that superpower where he hits it and goes off and then he hits it again and comes on? So if the souffle, couldn't he just hit it? Are you it? suggesting that the Fonz has the power to make a fallen souffle rise again? Yes. <laughs> Because it is so perfect, some wonder if the Fonz's trademark pompadour is actually one of these. Tim. A toupee. Yes, that's right. The Fonz might use this Middle Ages siege engine to jump sharks. Yes, Tim. A trebuchet. Trebuchet. <laughs> Yeah, I just found out that wasn't just a font. I didn't even know what that was. <laughs> it's for uh, throwing rocks. Yeah. Or, or motorcycles. Oh. <laughs> even though he grew up in the 50s, Fonzie is a huge fan of this hip-hop duo from the 80s who starred in the 1990 film House Party. Lucy. Kid and play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like how there's two different Fonzies uh, up here, right? Lucy's got sort of like a laid-back, sort of happy Fonzie, and Tim does like a gymnastic back arch, back arch throwback Fonzie. They both have their own kind of intensity. I know, exactly. <laughs> this is your last clue. Fonzie had a little dreidel. 
According to the song, what did he make it out of? Lucy. He made it out of clay. That's right, he did. <laughs> Art Chung, how did this game turn out? It was a close game, but the player of the day is Tim. Congratulations, Tim. We'll see you at the end of our show. Coming up, we'll talk to a man who has way more Legos in his home than you do. Lego artist Nathan Suwea. So stick around. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is NPR's Ask Me Another. everybody. Thanks so much for listening to Ask Me Another. Do you need a weekend movie recommendation? Are you still digesting the last episode of your favorite TV show? NPR's Pop Culture Happy Hour is great conversation about the very best things to watch, read, and listen to. Find something new to make you happy. Pop Culture Happy Hour? Find it now at iTunes.com slash NPR. to Ask Me Another from NPR and WNYC. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and with me is our one-man house band, Jonathan Colton, and our puzzle guru, Art Chung. And let's welcome our very important puzzler, Nathan Sawaya. Thank you. Thank you very much. So, Nathan, for those of us who do not know, what exactly is a Lego artist? Well, I am an artist... Who works with Lego. Yes. <laughs> Which means I create large-scale sculptures using just Lego bricks. And you were originally a corporate lawyer in New York. It's that true. left his job to pursue said art sculptures out of Lego. That to me, I mean, I've done a lot of risky stuff in my life, but that sounds pretty risky. There, there was a time when I was practicing law in New York, and I wanted to find something else to do. So I ended up... Uh, leaving the practice of law to pursue my art, and it just happened to be out of Lego bricks. Were you uh, always into art? Like as a, were you well, I went to college, and I actually uh, got out of college and felt like I didn't have faith in my art. So what does a young, budding artist do? Of course, they go to law school. <laughs> right. What, what kind of stuff did you... What other mediums were you working in? in I've college? worked with more traditional media, like clay and wire, and I did a series of sculptures out of candy. Okay. Um, but eventually, I just thought about this toy from my childhood and thought, what could I create out of this? And it just kind of grew and grew into my career. So at what point in... You don't, you, don't, you don't go to your job one day, I assume, at the law firm and go, you know what, I have this idea, I'm going to start doing this. See you later, everybody. I would come home at night, yeah. and I would need some sort of creative outlet. People, you know, at the end of the day, some people go to the gym, some people go to the bar. For me, I wouldn't want to create. Did you and just I, point at me with the bar thing? Did I'm just, just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, and, and I would end up drawing and writing and painting, and one day it was just sculpting, and I thought, Lego bricks. Yeah. And it, it just kind of took off from and there. And you had some. I had some. I dug it out from my childhood Lego bricks, started clicking them together, and did some large-scale pieces. Friends and family encouraged me. Eventually put together a website. It was actually the day the website crashed from too many hits that I realized, you know what, time to make a change. Left the law firm behind and went to, to become a full-time artist. Wow. Wait a second. How many Lego pieces right now are, say, in like, a studio of yours? Uh, I have about four million Lego bricks. Okay. 
And then a few million in storage, and you know, in sure. case something comes up. Yeah. <laughs> Spontaneous Lego party. Are they giving them to you at this point, or? I still pay for them. What? I buy my bricks just like everyone else. Yeah. At cost? It's it's by far my biggest capital expense. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, that's amazing. Okay, Nathan, to continue on a theme here right now, you're going to help us out with our next contestant, who is on the phone. That's right, you don't have to live in Brooklyn to be on our show. So here we go. Hello, you're on Ask Me Another. Hi, this is Tony Pham in San Francisco, California. Now, what do you do in San Francisco? I work at an artificial intelligence robotics company. Oh, me too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Has Lego inspired any of the things that you do in your job? It does, absolutely, actually. Um, we are like Mario Kart in the real world. You play the game on your iPhone, and then you see physical robotic cars actually race around a track. And so a lot of us played with Legos as kids and with slot cars, and it's all about how you can try to make entertainment actually more engaging because there hasn't been a ton of innovation in toys lately. Tony, can I come, can, can I come over? <laughs> Tony, I'm here with Lego sculptor, artist, Nathan Sawaya, and he is going to help us with the game, and this game is called Another Brick in the Wall. So let's see what you know about the wonderful world of Legos. I'm going to ask you a question that has multiple choices. You're going to pick which one you think, and then Nathan will tell you if you are right or wrong. And if you get enough questions correct, we are going to send you a special, highly intelligent Ask Me Another prize. <laughs> all right. Yeah, you know, that is funny. Um, all right, here we go. Your first question, Tony. Ole Kirk Christensen started the company that we become Lego in 1932, but it was making stepladders and ironing boards. In 1935, the company introduced its first Lego branded toy, which was a wooden what on wheels? Was it a duck, a bear? or a clown? Oh, it's either a duck or a bear, I think. Uh, I'm going to guess a duck. Well done. Well, it is a duck. Yes. yes. Oh, that's so exciting. Oh, God. Wow. The wooden duck was one of the first Lego toys ever produced. Uh, and actually, the funny thing about the duck was it had wheels on it. And the reason it had these wheels was, I'm, I'm sure you guys are familiar with the great yo-yo crash of the 1930s. <laughs> yo-yos were overmade, and there were so many yo-yos, they would split them in half and use them for toy wheels. Wow. That is a true fact. Wow. You know, in my Ooh. industry, you learn a few things yeah, about great. toys. Yeah. Introduced in 2008, Tony, the largest commercially available Lego set features 5,922 pieces and will take LEGO fans about 35 to 40 hours to build, and it's a replica of what famous structure? Is it A, the Eiffel Tower, B, the Taj Mahal, or C, the Great Wall of China? Oh, those are all like wonders of the world. Um, hmm. They are. Let's see. What would people want to do? I feel like the Eiffel Tower is a little, like, obvious. I'm going to guess the Taj Mahal. Once again, you're correct. Yeah. Yes, the oh, Taj Mahal. <laughs> Nicely done. Where, where did we come up with this 35 to 40 hours to build the Taj Mahal? That's that was actually Lego's uh, website. How long did it take you, Nathan? 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Interesting, and I only used uh, half of the pieces. 
don't really <laughs> need all of them. Okay, you're doing great, Tony. Here's your next question. In 2013, 32 Lego master builders created the world's largest Lego model ever. It was made from over 5.3 million bricks and weighs 46,000 pounds. It is a life-size model of what? Is it A, the Batmobile, B, Hogwarts from Harry Potter, or C, Star Wars X-Wing fighter? Well, my dream would be if it was Harry Potter, but I don't know if Lego builders would be as excited about that as I am. Um, I am going to go with uh, the Star Wars option. The Star Wars option, yes. yes. Um, <laughs> it is. It's the X-Wing fighter. Yes. It was, uh... And you're a, ma you're a master builder, of course. I, I do hold the title master builder. And, right. And yes. how, how do you get this title, master builder? Um, yeah, one, one gets that title through a series of events and tests that require a lot of building. We'll just, we'll just leave it at that. You just have All to right. prove that you're really good at master building. Exactly right. Tony, in 2012, Lego was awarded the Guinness World Record for being the largest manufacturer of what? in the world? Was it A, tires, B, ladders, or C, door frames? Oh, wow. It's not expecting that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think Le Lego characters might like to go. Oh, wait. No, they like to build a lot. Let's say door frames. Ooh, sorry. It was tires. They are oh. the largest manufacturer mm. of tires. More than Goodyear, more than... Uh, What's the other tire manufacturer Bridgestone? of note? Bridgestone. Yeah. Yes. Sorry if they're a sponsor. <laughs> we have no sponsor. Well, that, that's convenient. Uh, Perfect. That worked out. But they, they just make little tiny tires. Right. So it's not really comparable to Goodyear. It's a little tiny Well, I tires. mean, it's all about... Numbers. The, yeah. All right. That's impressive. There you go. This is your last question, Tony. In 2002, director Michel Gondry used Lego bricks to produce a groundbreaking music video for what band? Oh, yeah, I'm supposed to give you choices. <laughs> I just thought you would know it. Uh, a, The White Stripes, B, Coldplay, or C, Radiohead? I have not watched MTV in a long time, ever. Oh, okay, uh, that, oh, I'm going to give you a hint. The name of the song is Fell in Love with a Girl. I've never done that either. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm going to choose Coldplay. He fell in love with Gwyneth Paltrow, you know. Okay. Mm, sorry, it was The White Stripes. The oh, White Stripes. Okay. Yeah, it's... <laughs> I love that you're like, oh, who cares, basically. Yeah. Well, no, I mean... We, uh, just on personality alone, you win, frankly. Uh, we're oh, gonna thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> we're going to send you a signed copy of Nathan's book, The Art of Nathan Suea, and an Ask Me Another Anagram t-shirt. So congratulations, and thank you so much, Tony. Nice job, Tony. Oh. <laughs> My pleasure, as long as he signs it uh, from your favorite master builder. It'll from be your treat. favorite master builder. I'll make sure he autographs it to you that way. Happy to do so. <laughs> and thank you so much, Nathan. Thank you. Thank you. We'll see you later in the show.
Would you like to justify that landline that you still have in your own home? Why not compete on Ask Me Another? That's right, we can now play with you from the comfort of your couch. So before you pick up that phone, send us an email at askmeanother at npr.org. Fell in love with the girl, fell in love once and almost completely. She's in love with the world, sometimes these feelings can be so misleading. She turns and says, are you all right? I said, it must be fine, but my heart's still beating. Come and kiss me by the riverside Bobby says it's fine He doesn't consider it cheating Red hair with a curl Mellow roll full of flavor And eyes were peeping Can't keep away from the girl These two sides of my brain Need to have a meeting I can't think of anything to do My left brain knows that all love is fleeting She's just looking for something new And I said it once before But it bears repeating Ah, 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 ah Knows that a love is fleeting. She's just looking for something new, and I said it once before, but it bears repeating. Jonathan Colton. Let's meet our next two contestants, Dan Bikino and Terry Beekner. Now I can tell just in this one second from meeting you that you guys seem like intelligent. Savvy, traveled men. Absolutely. That's correct, yes. Now, my mother used to tell me that uh, every man should be able to do two things. Uh, should be able to tie a tie and fix a flat tire. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I have my own. I think every man should be able to make an Excel spreadsheet and walk the dog at night. You know, like, we all have our things. But you tell me, Terry, what two things do you think, as a man, every man should have to be able to do? Drive a stick shift car. Uh-huh, be able to yeah, do that. That's good. If those still exist, do they still exist? I, yeah. Um, and uh, give a toast. Give a toast. Nice. Classy. Very classy. Dan? I'm most comfortable in my house in the kitchen, so I think every man should know how to cook. Yes. And something I learned when I was just turning into a teenager, I think every man should know how to master build. <laughs> I'm very good at that. So. It comes naturally. Okay, this game is called The Something Man, and it's a music game. That's right, and we are clearly uh, running out of patience for inventing titles <laughs> for these games. Uh, there are many songs about some kinds of men. In this game, we will need you to be a little bit more specific. I'm going to alter songs that feature the word man in the title, and all you have to do is tell us what the correct lyrics are, and the winner of this round will move on to our Ask Me One More final round at the end of the show. You ready? Yes. Okay. Sing us a song, you're the Spider-Man. Sing us a song tonight. Well, we're all in the mood for a melody. You've got us feeling all right. Dan. Piano Man. Piano Man is correct. Here we go. There's a man who leads a life of danger. Everyone he meets, he stays a stranger With every move he makes Another chance he takes Odds are he won't live to see tomorrow Ella Vader man Ella Vader man 
they've given you a number, I know they'd take away your name. Damn. Secret Agent Man? Secret Agent Man, that's right. When Elevator Man's undercover, he takes the stairs. <laughs> nah, that guy couldn't have been an Elevator Man. He was taking the stairs. I know, exactly. I think it's gonna be a long, long time To touch down brings me round again to find I'm not the man I think I am at home Oh, no, no, no I'm a Kool-Aid man Kool-Aid man Burning out his fuse up here alone Terry Rocket man Rocket man Aquaman, 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 he's a mighty good man. Aquaman, 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 he's a mighty good man. A mighty, mighty good man. Dan. What a man? What a man. <laughs> when I dial 611 repair service, she said, hello, may I help you please? Told her something must be wrong with my phone Cause my baby wouldn't hang up on me Mr. Tidy Bowl Man There's something wrong with my line When I dial my baby's number I get a click every time Terry? I don't know the song, but I'm gonna guess Telephone Man? Telephone Man, yeah I don't know the song either, but... <laughs> It's a new edition, new edition. He had white horses and ladies by the score, all dressed in satin, waiting by the door. Ooh, what a pizza man he was. Dan? Lucky man. Lucky man. Much better. All right, this is your last clue. Amy, Amy man. I've got to be Amy man. Amy, Amy man. I've got to be Amy. Terry. Macho man. Macho man, yes. With many apologies to Amy Mann, of course. That's uh, sung by the East Village people, I think. Uh. <laughs> Art Chung, how we doing this game? In that game, Dan was our winner man. Congratulations, Dan. You'll be moving on to our Ask Me One More final round coming at the end of the show. Particle man, particle man, doing the things a particle can. What's he like? It's not important. Particle man. Coming up, we have more with our VIP, Nathan Sawaya. We'll see if the master builder knows his art masterpieces. So stay tuned. This is Ask Me Another from NPR. Support for NPR comes from HarperCollins, publisher of The Opposite of Spoiled, 
by New York Times columnist Ron Lieber. The new guidebook for parents to raise kids who are grounded, generous, and smart about money. From the tooth fairy to allowance, chores to charity, part-time jobs to college tuition, Lieber covers the basics and identifies ways to talk about money and the traits and virtues like patience, modesty, and generosity that parents hope their children will carry with them into adulthood. The opposite of spoiled, wherever books are sold. Welcome back to Ask Me Another, NPR and WNYC's hour of trivia, puzzles, and word games. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and let's say hello to Alexia Koritz and Marlene Moxness. <laughs> Alexia, you wrote your law school admission essay on competitive eating? Yes, I did. What? Is <laughs> that amazing? And did you get in? Yes, I did. All right. <laughs> What uh, does competitive eating have to do with the law? Sure, sure. Um, So the prompt was to write 250 words on any subject of your choosing. So competitive eating. (laughs) Okay, so you wrote about your... uh... I argued that competitive eating was a sport. Yes. Uh, Operating from first principles is uh, what is a sport? Competitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's rules. There's uh, rules. There's training. Tons of training. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's competitive eating is shown on ESPN. It is. It's, it's indicative of a sport. End of essay. Period. <laughs> Done. And now I'm a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Marlene, you're joining us from Boston. Yes. Nice to have you. Thank you. Uh, you teach math and science to high school students. I do. Thanks to that. Now, you are the, I don't understand this, you'll have to explain, the iron chef of the school lunch. Yes. I work in a public school, and so obviously our lunches are delicious and nutritionally balanced. (laughs) TM, yes. And we get all the leftovers, and it feels feels weird to just throw quasi-perfectly good food away. And so we try and transform it into other more delicious, hopefully edible things. Yeah. Uh... Some days are better than others. (laughs) All right, this game is called... Every end is a new beginning. And you can tell that is something that you would hear from a puzzle guru, because they're always throwing out little bits of wisdom. Well, most of our mantras are really like palindromes, like a man, a plan, a canal, Panama. (laughs) That's your mantra? When I'm in Panama. (laughs) When you're in Panama. For those specific times. All right, well, we're going to turn to our second spiritual leader, Jonathan Colton, to run this game. Yes, the the answer is is within you. In this game, we are going to ask you to give us a word that appears in two common phrases. It is the last word of one phrase and the first of the other. So, non-spiritual guru Art Chung, (laughs) will you give us an example? Sure. Uh, If you were in Panama and I said log fever, you would answer cabin because it completes two phrases, log cabin and cabin fever. I see what you did there. There you go. <laughs> to be clear, don't be thrown by the Panama thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's nothing to do with it. So we are, we are looking for that single word that appears at the end of one phrase, the beginning of another. When you ring in, tell us the word and the two phrases they form, and you can feel free to talk it out. Okay. Poison League. Alexia. Ivy. Poison Ivy, Ivy League. Poison Ivy and Ivy League. Elbow Monkey. 
Marlene. Elbow grease monkey. That's right, grease, <laughs> right in the middle. Between elbow and monkey lies grease. <laughs> slides better. <laughs> so the elbow slides around on the monkey? Huh. Walking ringer. Marlene. Walking dead ringer. That's right. Party magnetism. I have this. Marlene. Animal. That's right. Party animal, animal magnetism. Hot cross of steel. (laughs) Alexia. Buns. (laughs) Buns is correct. (laughs) Bite the bunny. Alexia. Bullet. Uh, I'm curious to know what the phrases are. (laughs) Not suitable for radio. (laughs) Fair enough. Marlene, do you have a a guess? Now I'm just thinking about master building again. But I... Yeah. I think it's uh, dust, bunny... Right? It is, yes. Uh, bite the dust bunny. Bite the dust and dust bunny. You got it. <laughs> French cousins. <Yes>. Marlene. <laughs> now I feel weird that I know this, but French kissing cousins. That's right. French kissing and kissing cousins. Yeah. This is your last clue. Whole ball of poetic. Alexia. Wax. Wax is correct. Art Chung, how'd we do? It was a close game, uh, but Marlene is our winner. All right. Thanks, Marlene. We'll see you again at our Ask Me One More final round. Welcome back, our very important puzzler, Nathan Sawaya. Thank you. Thanks. So for any of our listeners who have not had a chance to see some of your pieces, uh, you've done some amazing uh, reproductions of famous art. I have, yes. Uh, The Art of the Brick is an exhibition I've done where I've taken some works of art from art history and replicated them all out of Lego bricks. And, I mean, the paintings are amazing. The sculptures, especially the size of them, the uh, large Easter Island monolith. The Moai, yeah, exactly. Incredible. It, it took about two months to create, and it was a long two months. <laughs> a long two months. So when you are talking to people in conversations, they're like, oh, what do you do? And you're like, oh, I'm a Lego artist. And they go, well, you know, you're trying to impress them. They're like, well, what's something that you made? What's the one you roll out? I suppose the largest thing I've ever created is a Tyrannosaurus Rex skeleton that measures over 20 feet long. I uh, used over 80,000 bricks. Oh, nice. That's what gets the girls when you say <laughs> 80,000 bricks. And how long did that take you? That took me an entire summer to build. Oh, wow. Yes. I wouldn't say you're confined, but when I see these replicas of art, some of the impressive stuff where there's a lot of colors, of course, painters have, have millions of colors to choose from with mixing, and you are confined. I am confined to the Lego palette. I don't paint the bricks. I stick with what Lego has made. And, and the idea behind that is I do want to 
hopefully inspire kids to go home and create on their own. And if I do, I want them to be able to buy those very same bricks I use. So I don't alter the bricks, I just use what's provided. So it's, uh, it's an interesting challenge, but it's part of being a Lego artist. And in addition, uh, in addition to the stuff that goes uh, on tours and in galleries, you also you participate in a little bit of graffiti, your I, version of graffiti, I suppose. I'm based here in New York City. I see a lot of street art. I wanted to have my own version of street art. What could I do? It's not real easy to paint with Lego bricks. So I came up with my own little concept. I call him Hug Man, a little figure that uh, he's 15 inches tall. He hugs things like park benches, signposts. I just leave him around the city. And how long does he last? It, it's New York, yeah. so um, it's a good hour before <laughs> he good. disappears. All right, are you ready to take on and ask me another challenge? Sure. Excellent. What could go wrong? In your exhibit, The Art of the Brick, you've made some amazing replicas of famous paintings and statues like the Sphinx at Giza and Whistler's Mother. And now we are going to see how much you know about those original masterpieces. So all the answers will be a piece of art you have replicated in Lego form. Okay. Right. So you should be familiar with them. Hopefully. Theoretically. <laughs> and if you get enough right, Skip Curtis of Brewer, Maine is going to get a special Ask Me Another prize. Awesome. This is for you, Skip. <laughs> On the opening day of the 1994 Winter Olympics in Norway, art enthusiasts shrieked when they discovered that thieves had broken into the National Gallery of Oslo and replaced what famous painting with a note that read, thanks for the poor security? <laughs> that would be Edvard Munch's The Scream. Yes! Sarcastic criminals are the worst criminals, yeah. <laughs> According to the movie Tupac, The Resurrection, <laughs> one of Tupac Shakur's favorite songs was about what Vincent Van Gogh painting? That would be Starry Night. Yeah, that's right. All right. Try this one. All right. Which piece of art did musician Brian Eno claim to successfully urinate on when it was exhibited at the MoMA in 1995? Mm, so many, actually. <laughs> that he claimed? He claims right, to urinate on things all over the place. This was, an interesting, this was an interesting work of art for me to replicate. I had never seen it done before, and that was creating a urinal out of Lego bricks, which I did, and it's Duchamp's The Fountain, yes, I believe. Yes, yeah. that's right. To complete this work, the artist had to paint standing and look up for four straight years, causing terrible neck cramps. About his experience, he wrote, My beard toward heaven, I feel the back of my brain upon my neck. My loins have penetrated to my paunch. I'm not in a good place, and I'm no painter. <laughs> I know the feeling. <laughs> it's uh, Michelangelo's Sistine Chapel. That's right. All right. Yeah. I believe this is your final question. Great. <laughs> P. Diddy is a man of many accomplishments. True, so true. Name all of them. <laughs> but perhaps his most viral creation was when he tweeted a picture of himself in a Paris museum being photobombed by what famous painted lady? I am not familiar with this viral photo. Okay. I am going to have to make an educated guess. I think that's a great idea. 
I'm going Mona Lisa. You're going correct. There we go. Nathan, guess what? What's that? Skip Curtis of Brewer, Maine is going to receive an Ask Me Another prize. You did it for him. I did. That's all Thank you. That's awesome. Let's hear it for our VIP, Nathan Sawaya. Thank you. Now we're going to crown this week's grand champion, so let's bring back from literal TV guide, Brian Fulton, from Fonzie Scheme, Tim Lynch, from The Something Man, Dan Bacchino, and from Every End is a New Beginning, Marlene Moxness. And let's turn to our puzzle guru, Art Chung, for the final round. Thanks, Ophira. This final round is titled Winter Weather. Every answer will either contain the word snow, frost, or ice. For example, if I said, it's the George R.R. Martin book series adapted into the HBO series Game of Thrones, you would reply, a song of ice and fire. We're playing the spelling bee style, so one wrong answer and you're out. You'll only have a few seconds to give me that answer. And the last person standing will be our Ask Me Another grand winner. Remember, every answer will contain either the word snow, frost, or ice. Here we go. Brian, since 1951, Tony the Tiger has been the mascot for this Kellogg cereal. Frosted Flakes. You got it. Tim, in 2013, this American intelligence contractor fled to Russia after revealing the existence of secret NSA programs. Edward Snowden. Correct. Dan, this New England poet recited his poem, The Gift Outright, at JFK's 1961 inauguration. Robert Frost. Robert Frost, well done. Marlene, this West Coast rapper created controversy with the song Cop Killer, then played a cop on TV's Law & Order, Special Victims Unit. Ice-T. Ice-T, that's right. Back to Brian. In this classic Christmas song, this character had a corncob pipe and a button nose and eyes made of coal. Frosty the Snowman. That's right. Tim, the solid form of carbon dioxide, it's used as a refrigerant and to make smoke on stage. Dry ice. That's right. Dan, Sean White's gold medals are in this Winter Olympic sport. Snowboarding. Snowboarding. You got it. Marlene, it's a play in a 2008 film based on a series of post-Watergate TV interviews starring Michael Sheen and Frank Langella. Three seconds. Mm, It's not all the president's men. (laughs) No, I'm sorry it's not. Brian, do you know the answer to that question? Frost Nixon. That is correct. Marlene, thank you. Tim, it's the stage name of American rapper Robert Van Winkle. Ice tea. Pretty sure it's wrong. No, I'm sorry. That's not the one we're looking for. Dan, do you know the answer? Vanilla ice. That's right. Tim, thank you. We are down to Dan and Brian. Brian, in the film adaptation of The Hunger Games, he's the villain portrayed by Donald Sutherland. President Snow. You got it. Dan, in 2013, this female senator from Maine retired after three terms in office. Senator Frost? (laughs) That's not correct. Brian, if you know this, you'll be our grand prize winner. Olympia Snow? That is right. Brian, 
You're our Ask Me Another big winner. Congratulations. And as your grand prize, our VIP Nathan Soya has agreed to give you your very own hug man. Yeah, I know, it's a big deal. And you're also getting tickets to Nathan's exhibit, The Art of the Brick, so congratulations. And that's our show. Thanks for listening. If you would like to see pictures of Nathan's Lego creations, including a Han Solo in Carbonite sculpture that we had right here at the Bell House, just visit our page at askmeanother.npr.org. And if you would like to be a contestant, find us on Facebook or Twitter. Just look around for NPR Ask Me Another. Plus, you can be a puzzle player anytime, anyplace by downloading our podcast from iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn. Ask Me Another's puzzle guru is Art Chung. Hey, my name anagrams to Narc Thug. Our house musician is Jonathan Colton. Thou Jolta Cannon. With additional puzzle writing by Greg DiCostanzo, Jess Miller, Mary Tobler, Jakey Van Stratton, and senior writer Dan Schofield. Ask Me Another's produced by Jesse Baker, Josh Rogeson, John Asante, Eleanor Kagan, and our intern, Animal Bacon, along with Portia Robertson-Migas and Eric Newsom. We are recorded by Damon Whittemore, Noriko Okabe, and David Hurtgen. We'd like to thank our home in Brooklyn, New York, The Bell House. Hot Heel Blues. And our production partner, WNYC. I'm her right begonias. Sarah Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. Next time on Ask Me Another, VIP Titus Burgess, who stars in Netflix Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, wonders how creator Tina Fey could make his character hit so close to home. Either this woman has my apartment tapped, or do I just seem like so desperate that that's something that I would do? <laughs> Join me, Ophira Eisenberg, next time on NPR's Hour of Puzzles, Word Games, and Trivia. Thanks so much for listening to Ask Me Another. Are you someone that talks back to your podcast? If you are, we want you to be part of NPR Listens. Share your opinions and feedback on NPR's radio shows and podcasts. Love something or do you want something to evolve? Have your say as part of NPR Listens. Learn more at nprlistens.org.